Have you grown up in a different church setting than you are now? Maybe even a different religion than you are now? Or have you walked away from the faith that you have now? Or even, are you looking to deepen your relationship with Jesus? Today, join me on the podcast as we chat with Meg Retram. Meg is so fun. You guys, I recorded this episode in December, and I'm having to edit it this week, right, to get it live for y'all today. And she is just so fun. She's full of personality. She loves Jesus, and girl can sing. Stay tuned till the end, and you can hear her sing a little bit. But Meg is a mom of five, a military wife, education consultant, ministry assistant, fitness trainer, and entrepreneur. She calls herself busy and blessed. Today, we talk about rediscovering our faith. What does that look like? Three practical steps to do that and how to deepen our relationship with Jesus through all of that. Before we get started, listen to this incredible, uplifting podcast. This is amazing. So many golden nuggets and really a breath of fresh air. If you are a Christian woman that that you need to listen to this and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Thank you so much, Legoland, for this Apple podcast review. Friends, you know the drill. If you have a second, please leave a review. It helps for other women to hear this incredible message. And today's podcast is definitely a message that every woman needs to hear. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey friend, welcome to the Abundant Woman Collective podcast. Do you want to grow in your faith and have an intimate relationship with Jesus? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to be overwhelmed and frustrated when you're way too busy and forgot to prioritize your time with him again? Hey, I'm Sam and I too was someone who craved a deeper relationship but was too busy to make it happen. I felt overwhelmed at trying to fit him in and wished I could be confident in my faith and identity. I wanted to read the Bible and actually understand what I was reading but I kept telling myself that I didn't have the time, the know-how, or the discipline or tools to make it happen until I found a little secret to get rid of the Christian checklist. In this podcast, you will find biblical truth, hope-filled conversations with women who are right where you are, and all of the practical tools to implement so that you will be able to deepen your relationship with Jesus. So grab your coffee, Bible, and pen, and let's dig in. Hey, friends. Welcome back to the Abundant Woman Collective Podcast. I am so excited you are here today. Uh, We are in for a treat. We have my friend Meg Retram here. Today, I'm super excited about this topic. I think it's fantastic. I think it is going to be one that um, helps a lot of women. So today we're talking about rediscovering our faith and particularly, obviously, your story, Meg, in that Let's jump right in. Let's dig in. What what brought you to this topic? Because you you gave it to me, which I was like, heck yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, like it was one of the first things that popped into my mind because one, it's it's so fresh to me right now too. Like I'm I'm just now like walking through that, and so it was the first thing that popped in my mind was like I have literally had a transformational like experience with you know, having, I was raised in the church. I I was, I was, you know, we went to mass every Sunday. So it's not like, it's not like I didn't have that background to begin with. It wasn't that I was a non-believer. It was just now I'm a a re-believer, I guess, you know? And, and so that just being able to share that with people, especially having walked that and with, 
the climate and everything that's going on, it's so easy for us to fall away from that and, yep. and yep. feel like we're alone and feel like we need to do things by ourselves. But that in, in itself is not what it's supposed to be. That's not what God wants us for us, you know, the, the walk that he wants us to go down. So, and then I was like, oh my gosh, like I've just had this, this moment and, you know, and I, I just wanted to share it because it's just, it's amazing. It has literally changed my life. So which yeah. literally is the role and job and what this platform is for, right? Like yes. I, this podcast is to share <laughs> the stories <laughs> of women and to bring hope and point people to yeah. Jesus, but like using personal stories. So thank you for that. And thank you for yeah. graving my podcast. <laughs> tell me about the original faith story. Like tell me yeah. about before this transformation. Sure. Sure. So like I said, like I was, I was raised in the church. Um, Mm -hmm. my, I was raised Catholic. And so like, we did all the things like my parents got me baptized when I was a baby. We went to mass every Sunday. I did first communion. I did youth group. I did CDC. I got confirmed, you know, we did all the things. And, um, but like, I never, even when you go to the classes and you sit and you, you know, you talk about Jesus and who he is and who God is like, I knew who he was. I knew who God was. I knew what the Bible was. Like I I had this background, but I don't think I ever really like understood it Mm -hmm. and why it was so important to me as, as a Christian. Um, you know, when, when you go to mass, you're not, you're not entirely like encouraged to read the Bible on your own. Yeah. You know, you are, you are read to from the Bible, you know, and the words are spoken over you, which is, which is great. I know a lot of people that get a lot out of that, but as far as the relational side of Christianity, that was, that was not there. You know, we were doing the things, but it wasn't the relation. It was almost transactional. It wasn't Mm -hmm. relational. And so, um, you know, I, I absolutely adore my parents and what they did for us. They sacrificed a lot for us growing up and they made sure they made that commitment when they baptized me as a baby, that they would raise me in the church and with faith. So I understood, I knew who God was. I knew who he was. Um, So I just, I want to thank them from the bottom of my heart for that, you know? Um, But as I got older and like got away from my parents, you know, went to college, (laughs) did all the things. And, you know, like, I, I guess you could say I kind of went through like a rebellious stage Mm -hmm. and I was like, I didn't really see myself getting anything out of going to church or, you know, like it, you do, you kind of go through that selfish stage. And so I, I did, I, I was like, I know who he is, but I don't need to go to church. I have faith, but I don't need to go to church. Like Mm -hmm. it, you know, it was one of those things. And, um, it wasn't until like my husband and I, when we got married and we were going to start a family, I was like, okay, like I, we want to raise our children in the church. We want them to know who he is. Right. So it was like this repetition. It was this wheel like, yeah, like we want to raise them in faith. We want to know, we want them to know who he is. So we tried a few churches, but being in the military, we didn't really connect anywhere. We weren't anywhere long enough to really sink down deep into roots, uh, you know, at a church until we moved here to Augusta. And literally it was one of our friends. Um, our husbands worked together at the dental clinic and they invited us to church one Sunday and that was it. Like it was, th- so this was almost four years ago. So that, that first sermon that we heard, like both of us looked at each other and were like, 
convicted, you know, like, <laughs> <Hello>. it was <laughs> just, yeah, like it was just one of those moments. And I love that because like, I feel like if you're ever walking through something and you know, you, something is weighing on your heart and you go to church that I can almost 100% guarantee that that message is going to speak to you. Yeah. And in I one way or another, for that. sure. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Like that is, that is the Holy spirit right there. So, I mean, that's just proof right there, but, and that was what it was in that case. So yeah, we just, that was like the original kind of getting to where I am now, but like, it was a long road. I mean, it yeah. wasn't, you know, it wasn't this like short little thing. It wasn't this easy thing. I mean, it was over a span of a lifetime. And then even when my husband and I got married, it was still another, another six years until, you know, like, okay, let's, let's start somewhere. We need to start somewhere, you know, but yeah, yeah that was the original story. So, <laughs> okay. I have questions. So, and there's so many good points that you brought up, but one of my questions is, uh, the church you go to now, is it Catholic? Uh, no, it's Baptist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know that is so I love, I absolutely love it. I adore it. I mean, Warren Baptist church in Augusta, Georgia is, is the just, I mean, the epitome of what churches should, should be. I mean, I, I, I'm, we're so blessed to be able to go there and call it our church home. Really, truly. I love that. And who you said your friend invited you, which PSA, um, invite your friends to church. Right. I know. Uh, That's what I, yes, exactly. 100%. You said the sermon sort of convicted you and which conviction just to clarify for the listeners is not condemnation is not guilt shame for not going to that church 10 years prior. It's actually the Lord drawing you to him. And in conviction, there's like hope and, oh, I want to get closer to Jesus. Right. There's that desire, not like Oh, I suck. I should have been at church for 25 years, right? None of that. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah. But what else drew you to that? Well, I mean, honestly, so (laughs) it it was, it was getting the kids involved too. Like we had done, we had done so much on our own, you know, Mm -hmm. just with us moving and stuff like that, like not having a church home. And, and I mean, we had done a, a pretty good job, I would say, but it's like being in, in that community in that environment, especially for the children and having those words spoken to them, not just from mommy and daddy, like it's, you know, it's the children being in that environment together and, and speaking scripture and reading scripture and, you know, diving into the word and worshiping together. I mean, like the kids worship together, the the adults worship together. Like it's just, it's the community. Mm -hmm. And we did, we did it for that especially, but then like, I really wanted to get involved too. Like I, something was pulling at me and I was like, I think for my walk to, to build confidence in, in, in my path and things like that, like I really needed to get involved in the church too, because I would find those ways to, to build on, on top of my faith, you know? So like serving in the nursery, that's where I started. I mean, my background is in child development. So that was like, hello, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was meant to be. And, um, but like in nursery, you're, you're speaking scripture over these little children, Mm -hmm. you know? So like I'm in the word is like point number one, right? I mean, you have to get in the word. You cannot, you, you can't just, 
you know, hear it from other people. You can't just like listen to like one little verse. You can't, you know, like send someone a card and be like, oh, that's a nice verse. Here's the card. Like, that's it for today. Like, yeah, you know, you literally have to interpret it for yourself, Mm -hmm. you know? So doing that. And then, um, I actually joined, um, the worship choir. Oh yeah. Megan sang. Oh, (laughs) so that was the next step. And let me tell you, okay. And I know this is going to ring true for some people, but we did not praise. Like we, we were not like hands lifted, eyes closed, like throwing it up to God. We were not, we did not do that. Like we did not do that. And so like starting off in this Baptist church, like, you know, like I would look around and be like, oh my gosh, those people are like raising their hand. Oh my gosh, girl, I can't not do that now. Like I I am the one that's like swaying, but I can't not, I have to move when I'm singing and worshiping. Like, and I do, I mean, you just open your hands and close your eyes and you, you listen to the words. Like, that's what I love about worship is that it's not, it's not the type of music that you're singing. It's what you're singing. It's the yeah. words that you're singing that you really should be listening to. I mean, it's scripture. I don't know. I love that. So, I was yeah. going to ask that. So yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because Yay. I, you're talking to Pentecostal here. So we definitely lift our hands, but yes. I am new to the South. And so I'm new to the Baptist community. And so some mm-hmm. of the first churches we found were Baptist and your girl was the only one raising hands and like a thousand people. And I was like, babe, I can't, we can't do this. <laughs> like, we'll go to the next one until we find home. But uh, now we, we are it. home, but they, uh, I was, I was that girl for a, a long time in those churches. So I love that your church is that I, I oh am my the gosh. same way, whether I'm in the car with my kids, wherever, like those hands are, I mean, my eyes are open if I'm driving, but well, yes, <laughs> those hands are up. that's so funny. Yeah. You want to make sure you do that. Yeah. yeah. I do love that you start. I mean, obviously your background in childhood education, like that's an easy duh for you, but whether you start serving in the church, in the parking lot, in the taking out the trash, like whatever it is, or in children's ministry, wherever it is, it's so important to get connected, not only use your gifts or just your services. Cause I mean, taking out the trash isn't a gift of mine, but I'll do it. <laughs> but like that's right. That's surrendering right. to that, right. Yes. Is so important. And it does help you take like ownership of the physical church and it helps you bless other people. Um, cause chances are coming from a church planner and pastor's daughter, there's very few people doing a lot of things to help make this place run. Right. And so mm-hmm. I love that that was your, your second step. First step really was digging. Yeah. yeah the first, yeah, first yeah. step was nursery. Yeah. I mean, it team. was a perfect fit. Right. Right. And then worship. Yeah. And it's just, it's the community. You, you have, you have to be in the, that community. Like you said, you have to, you have to connect. You, we are not meant to do it alone. Yes. Like amen. it's that it, you literally, like God asks us to be in community with each other and encourage each other and lift each other up and, and do life together. So, so important. Like Psalm, Psalm 133, one, mm-hmm. how good and pleasant it is when God's people live together in unity. Like that's yeah. like just number one, you know, like doing things together, but then Hebrews 10, 25, mm-hmm. let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit Yes. Of some, yes. but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So it's, he is literally calling us to be in community with each other and, and do life together. So you're not meant to be alone. No, so that's why really Adam, yeah. yes, that's why God created Eve. Cause he did not want that's Adam right. to be alone. Right. But exactly. 
I, yes, we, let's talk about this for a second because post 2020 and Mm -hmm. that whole era of our lives, um, (laughs) we were isolated. We Mm -hmm. were, and for health or not health or whatever, we were isolated. We were virtual churching. We were alone with our family. So many of people, so many people, I would say us, but we didn't um, comply very well. So, so many people, same. Sorry. <laughs> so many people same. are still doing that. Like, don't get me wrong. Virtual. Right. Church, I love, cause we were, we ran a church plant during that season and we're about mm-hmm. to hit our one year anniversary and then the world shut down. So it made us get technical and virtual really quick. Right. And so for a lot of yeah. churches that probably wouldn't have done virtual, like, let's be honest, it made them do that, which is fantastic, right? It stretched them. It grew them and it grew their reach. You're able to impact people yes. that you never would have done it normally. Right. Yes. Yeah. That is so good. However, we are almost three years past that. And Mm -hmm. I know that some people, maybe this is you listening. We, we don't want to go to church. We are still afraid to get sick. We are wanting to deconstruct our faith at home. We are wanting to do life without the church. Maybe you have church hurt. All of those could be their own podcast episode, but we won't right now, That's but it. no, it's <laughs> so, true. so true, but we are encouraging you that not only is it biblical, yes, you can be saved and stay home. Okay. This isn't a salvation issue. However, right. I don't want to just take the gift of Christ and be like, I'm saved and then chill the rest of my life. Like That's right. his gift is too good to sit on it. I don't know how else to say that his gift, uh, you know, like giving your son to die for you and I is way too good for us to just sit home and shut up. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't, whatever. So then is so good, but so good. we are encouraging you today, you know, like this Sunday, go get back into your church home. Oh, go to church. If you go don't have church. a church home, then let's go oh. church shopping. I can give That's you a list right. of what to look for. Like get yes. people connect with people do small yes. groups in life with oh each other gosh yes there are literal studies and then I'll shut up sorry but there are literal no, studies done about the last two to three years like so I worked in healthcare before the last before mm-hmm. that happened if you can tell I'm trying not to say it but before that happened <laughs> they the mental health crisis was what we thought was at an all-time high then now and- you fast forward three years and there's a literal science. So if you want to do science, there's science, scientific studies that show that that has not only like triple, yeah. but also the age instead of grownups, it's going all the way to toddlers and infants because those kids did not have people for three years. Right. So That's right. there has never been a time, a greater time to be in community than now. And I feel like what the enemy meant for bad, because that was not God, <laughs> what the no. enemy meant for bad that we and God will, God will use us to use for glory, but we have to do it with people of like-minded faith. Stirring up people is encouraging, is pointing people to Jesus, is when someone's down, give me a call and I'll pray for you. It's like doing life together. So Meg, what is your current faith, your new faith look like for you now? Yeah. I mean, so all, all the things, but on the other side, Uh huh. (laughs) So, I mean, literally like I serving, serving is just, it is, it is close to my heart. Like I, okay. So, so I'm a two, but like, I love giving I'm, I'm the giver. Right. And so like, that was so important for me to realize, like, that was something that I could do 
in the church. Like I could, I could surround myself, not only do what I love to do, but mm-hmm. do it in, in a community of like-minded people, Christian, you know, and being spoken to and through and for and over and like being surrounded by that. And it's just like, I don't just the way that I see things now that that has completely transformed. Like I can find joy in just about everything. Yeah. Just I because I, I, yeah, because I know where it's coming from. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I, it's not, it's not me. It's definitely not me. It's, you know, it's from God and it's just so beautiful to be able to, to see joy and, and then to, to pray and give thanks. So what first Thessalonians, right. That mm-hmm. like first Thessalonians five, 16 through 18, that for anyone that's listening, I, this, these verses were like mind blowing to me because as a as a believer, but then now a rebeliever, I think something that a rebeliever, I like that. Something that really finding your faith and and being in a faith filled community can be really intimidating for some mm-hmm. people. Yeah, especially when like you have people who are so confident in what they're speaking, and like you're surrounded by these people, right? And they yeah. are they can pray over you without a second thought, you know. And the words that come out of their mouth are beautiful and, and intentional and just loving, and you know, like that is the Holy Spirit moving. But it's like it can be intimidating for some people. Like, well, sure. I can't do that. I can't pray that way. I mm-hmm. can't. And we were never encouraged to pray out loud. Like yeah. we, we said prayers together in mass, but those were like memory. Those are mm-hmm. by memory. Like it wasn't something where like, let's pray together and let's do prayer requests and, and literally just pray in this moment right now out loud. Yeah. Like that is something that's intimidating. It's also like knowing scripture that can mm-hmm. be really intimidating for some people. Like I can be sitting here talking to you and you just like pull a verse out of, you know, like, and I'm like, Oh my gosh, how does she do that? But it's <laughs> like, you know, and, but it's not, that's the thing. It's like, it's not a ca- comparison thing. Like no. your walk, your walk is way different than mine, Yeah, but yeah. everyone has to start somewhere. So, so this, these verses were so just eye-opening to me. Like this is God's will for us. Mm-hmm. It literally says, says it right there. God's will for us is, is to choose joy, right? Pray continuously and give thanks in all circumstances. That's what he wants for us. It's that simple. And so like keeping that in the back of my mind as a, as a re-believer, it's, it's so much easier. And that burden and that weight has been lifted. And I'm, I am on my own path and I'm walking my own path along with people that are helping me and guiding me with their experience. And like, but that's because of the community that I'm in, I'm growing because of the people that I'm around Mm -hmm. and, and I can see it that way rather than, like you said, like, I don't see it as them condemning me because I might not know as much scripture as they do, or I might not be able to pray the way that they do. They're not condemning me. They're encouraging me and they're convicting me to step outside of myself because it's not about me. It's about God and praising God. And that's where, you know, that's where you move towards when you're around that. And it's not fair to compare because we all have our own life. Like this moment, sure, we are all right where we are right now. I don't know how to say that, but right where we are right now. However, I've lived a lot different life, a lot of different things. You've lived a lot of different things. And so those things help to shape who we are, good, bad, ugly, and fantastic. That's not a fair, like it's not fair to compare because you don't know my story. I don't know all of yours or your walks, right? right? And so, but then also my favorite part about that is that 
it's all available to us. Like God doesn't hold anything back from us just because, oh, Sam can't preach a 30 minute sermon off the cuff. Doesn't mean that I won't be able to, it means it's, I mean, that was a horrible example, but it's all available to us. All of the gifts, all of the fruits, all of the things is available. But what you get is the enemy in your ear because he'll be like, you're not good enough. You don't know how to sing. You're not good enough. You aren't confident praying over people or you can't, you must not be a good Christian. If you don't know how to pray. Hello. When Megan, Sam will kick the devil in his face and be like, you just literally have to talk to God. You just That's have to right. open your Bible. You just, you can sing Brandon Lake and consider it worship. Like you don't have to that make is your worship right. song. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So many good songs. There's so many good songs. It's yes. Ridiculous. And so the enemy will be the one to try and beat you down because duh, that's the goal. Like he doesn't want you to get better, but right. really our only job is to love Jesus more, yep. love him more yep. and all the rest will come to us. We'll have a desire to read. We'll mm-hmm. have a desire to be in community. There are some Girl, I went on a women's retreat a few weekends or a few months ago for my church. And I was nervous because it's the first time going to a women's retreat that like, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't do basically. Let me tell you, there are some introverted girls at my church, like painfully shy paint. We had to do a game with karaoke and like, it was, it was hard because these women were like, (laughs) no, and so, but they went to Florida to go be with it. other women. You know, they went to Sunday school or Sundays that one of them is on the worship team. And I'm like, how you're incredible. Like your voice is incredible. And she's like, it's all God, because I don't want to be, <laughs> I am so right? introverted. Right. Like, and we can use that as a stepping stone to just do it anyways, or we can use it as, as an excuse to back out. And really that's right. There are no excuses. It's available to us all. And we get to be with one another and pour into our own faith and work towards being with one another. As you can tell, Meg and I love the local church. We are huge proponents and fans. Let's get from, (laughs) because Catholicism and Christianity, yes, like Catholics are Christian, but like there's a difference in relationship with the Lord then and where you are now. Tell me about that and what it looks like. Yeah. I mean, well, and kind of, I kind of touched on it a little bit, but growing up in the Catholic church, like you, you are kind of spoken to, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's, it all comes from the priest and like what, you know, what he's saying and things like that. Like we're, we're not encouraged to open our Bibles. We're really not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can, you can open it in mass and read it right. with him, with- but like, but that's not like go home and read your Bible, get in the word, you know, like that's yeah. not something yeah. that's encouraged. And, and I feel like, to do that, you would build that relationship with God. Like you are literally, you are literally reading his story. Yeah. Like it is the truth. It is the the truth of God and Jesus and all, all the things. And like, if you don't do that, you won't build that relationship because you really like you're, you're being told who he is, but you're not reading it for yourself and interpreting it like how he wants you to and, and building that personal relationship with him. So like, there's that. And then I just, like I said, I, I knew who he was, but I didn't know. I didn't really realize in those moments where, you know, I'm, I'm walking down the street and I see sunlight come through the trees, you know, that, you know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. those beautiful rays that just fit through the branches just perfectly. Like, I'd be like, Oh, that's pretty. Now I'm like, thank you, God. Like that is absolutely beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like I am in this moment with you right now. Like, and and that's another thing. Like when you pray, you don't have to necessarily pray, like speak words. Like 
if you are in his presence and you recognize that you're in his presence, like in that moment where that sun's coming through those trees, I recognize that he is with me and you're praying. Mm -hmm. You are, you are in prayer with him. And so like that flip, you know, like you just see things differently. It's, it's insane. And, and finding joy, seeing joy in, in, all the things and giving thanks in all circumstances, like you might be going through a really difficult time. And for a lot of people, if you don't have that relationship, like you're, you're down and you're down for the count. Yeah. But in, in a different lens in that Christian, you know, Christian lens in that relationship with him, you'd be like this, I know this is for a reason. I know you are showing me this and like, you might like what, what there was one quote that I read and it was so good. It was like, you might feel like buried and like in the dark and buried under all these things. But what if you're being planted, Mm. you're not being buried, you're being planted. And I was just like, that is beautiful. Like that, that is, that changes. Mm -hmm. 100%. Like you just realize things like that. You interpret things differently because of that. Like, and, and it's just, it's just wonderful. I seriously, like I am, I'm so much more confident in who I am as a person, as a mother, Mm -hmm. you know, like speaking with my children about like my, my four-year-old disciples, adults, it's amazing. It's beautiful for me to see that. Like he's so confident in who he's talking about to these adults that, that may, they may be believers. They may, they're they may be non-believers. I don't know, but it's just like, that's just beautiful. Having mm-hmm. that relationship with him and being confident in that and knowing that he's going to, he's going to give you what you need. Like he would never put you in a situation where he's not going to give you the tools mm-hmm. to be able to, to do what he's intending for you to do in that moment. And there's nowhere in the Bible that says that, um, kids get a junior Holy spirit, right? They get the full portion. That's they why scripture says, portion. Yeah. Scripture says, come to me like children. Why? Because children don't have all this mind junk and all these adult (laughs) problems that get in the way. Children just go. They love. It's so important. They don't hinder when they're like, Hey, you on the street, do you know Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) I could see one of my kids doing that though. Like, Oh, it's my favorite. Isn't that funny? (laughs) Like, yeah. And I was talking to God the other day and I'm like, oh my gosh, I love you. You know, it's just, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like I just, I have so much hope in their futures and in ours Mm -hmm. just in general, because of how confident they are in the, in their relationship with God. It's it's just, that's because you planted seeds and you taught them how to have a relationship with him early on. And they get to foster that and grow through that their entire life, which is incredible and such a privilege that you've given them. We're walking on it together. Like that's what I love too, is like, we're on this journey together. Like I, you are never done learning Mm -hmm. and growing in, in Jesus Christ. Like you're, you're, if you stop learning, then you stop living kind of thing. Like it's, then you'll be with him. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, so that is, we actually, well, si- little side note. So I did mention like my, my parents baptized me as a baby. Like that mm-hmm. was something that we did, you know, and I actually just recently got I baptized again. Yes. So, so I have to tell you though, like I, I was tossing and turning about it. Really? I was really, there was a lot of turmoil. Yeah. For, internally for myself, yeah. because I know my parents did it because you know, that like they wanted 
to, to show the church that they were going to raise me in the faith. Like that was a proclamation for them and a declaration and things like that. But it wasn't, we look at it as like Baptist, we look at it as a personal choice. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's your personal choice to decide if you want to walk that path. And so baptism, I mean, it, and it is a full immersion, right? It's different than with a baby you're sprinkled, you know, like they put the holy water on your forehead and you know, like it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I've gone to baptisms, baby baptisms, and they're just beautiful. Like I just, Oh, these little babies, but it's like, it's not their personal choice. And so as an adult, being able to choose that and declare that for myself and, you know, living, living the old life and being buried and and coming out in the new life. Like it was just, it was amazing to me and I was feeling called to do it. And so I, I did it. I actually did it with my, um, my six-year-old son. I love that. I saw the pictures together. Yeah. We did it together. It was beautiful. Like he had been, and you know what? I think him finally saying that he wanted to get baptized and like understanding what it meant and, and showing interest in it. That was God telling me that it was my turn. Mm. Like I, I saw that. I saw that as my like, yes, like this, you need to do this. Okay. Done. Done. I'm such a baby with baptisms. I cry. It doesn't matter if I know you. Oh, every time. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's just, it's, it's because it's that hope. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's that hope that you feel for them and just that connection and that overwhelming joy. And it's like, it's just, that's what you want for everyone. Yeah. Like when I, when I worship too, like I ball, mm-hmm. like, you know, that I, what there was once, oh, okay. So it was the day of the baptism. We sang, God, you're so good. Mm-hmm. And I lost it. I mean, yeah. I was like, I like literally like sobbing and one of my friends afterwards, they're like, were you okay? And I was like, I was so full of joy that it was literally overflowing. That If that's not physical proof of the Holy spirit, I don't know what is, Yeah, you know what I mean? Like it was, and like, yeah, I just, when you worship, you just, when you listen to those words, gosh, it's just so good. Okay. Don't get me wrong. There's definitely times where I go to the altar and I'm bawling because just life is happening or something's hard or whatever. But then there's also times where I'm surrendering and like, God, you're, and then there's times where I'm just worshiping. Like I can't stand on my feet because the presence of the Lord is so good. Like all of those things are good and acceptable. And yeah, I think sometimes in church you're like, Oh, Sheila's going to the front. She must have something horribly wrong with her or like, something she's awful person. Like that's not it at all. Like no, really? No. Yeah. That could be a hit on podcast episode in itself too, but maybe I know. We'll, we'll come back on and talk worship because we yeah. need to. <laughs> our listeners are listening that what tips, encouragement, practical ways would you say for these ladies who maybe they're walking in Catholicism now, or maybe they, yeah. they were raised Christian and, and then step back, like whatever their life that's looks right. like, how do they get to this point? And as intimidating as it may sound, you need to get into the word. You, you mean watch have... um, Instagram reels with sermons on it? Um, <laughs> I mean, for some people, no, I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, like you literally have to open the Bible, <laughs> gotta blow it off, you know, and you just need to read because those words, it's truth, it is truth. And if you can't believe that, then I don't know what, what's going to happen. Like, yeah. you know, like, so getting into the word and like, again, it can be really intimidating, especially when you're going through like the lineage and yeah. the names and, you know, like how long they lived. And like, it's just like, oh my gosh, 
but but the the important thing from that to know is that you are you are reading his story like yes. this is it's i mean it's it's a an autobiography i mean right. that's what it, it you know and so getting into the word is so so important and i have found so much in scripture and i'm getting more confident in it and i i am able to now some sometimes recall you know scripture and just be like oh my gosh this is like that in exact instance like this is perfect like i get it i get what you're saying to me god like it helps you understand life i think for someone that may be going through a difficult time or like is maybe a non-believer and doesn't understand what's going on or what's happening you just need to find it in the bible and it will tell you exactly what's happening and how to get through it and how to continue life through it. So yeah. So getting into the word worship, Hmm. worship growing up. This is really funny. (laughs) We kind of listened to Christian music, but we didn't really like do, we weren't, we didn't listen to it all the time. I had a 1998. Wow. CD. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know what I'm saying. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. It was black. It was a black (laughs) CD. Um, I listened to that thing nonstop. But that was kind of like the only Christian music that we really listened to growing up. And then when I started listening to it again and and keeping in the back of my mind, like I need to be listening to the words. It's not the type of music. It's what I'm listening to and how they're speaking scripture over me at this point. You get so much more out of it. The kids now too, the kids are singing worship songs. They're not singing Taylor Swift and they're not singing. No, I'm not hating on Taylor Swift fans, you know, like to each their own. But I'm just saying like, if you, if you want to get build confidence and you want to feel that presence, like worship music is the way to go. And to hear your five children singing along with those songs in the back of the van as you're going somewhere like that is, it's beautiful. Getting into the word worshiping and then community. Like you, you have to get into church. You have, you have to find those people. One of our, one of the other pastors of our church, he gave a sermon a couple of weeks ago, actually. And it was about that. It was about community, like being a church, being a community together and like why it's so important. You need to find a community with super deep ties. It, I mean, we're in a culture right now and we've said it, we're in a culture that is all about individualism and isolation mm-hmm. and I can do it on my own. Like I don't need anybody's help. Yeah, you do. And that's, that's the enemy. That is, yeah. you said it perfectly. It's like, that is the enemy trying to separate his Jesus's flock. Yeah. Like that's, that's why we're called sheep. Like that's one of the reasons why we're called sheep. Cause you know that that lone sheep is not going to make it on his own. Yeah. The wolves are especially waiting. When, that's mm-hmm. right. Especially when that wolf comes to eat, <laughs> like I'm just saying. So we need to be in a community. We need to stick together. Um, a community of like holiness right? Mm -hmm. In a culture of indulgence and materialism, like nothing that you can buy is ever going to satisfy what Jesus has given you. Yeah. Like, and we see that with celebrities and all these people with money, we see it, right? I know exactly. Like it's not, nothing's going to satisfy that. There is a void there. Mm -hmm. There literally like a void. And like, you're going to fill it with these unsatisfying things that are temporary and transient and they're going to fade away and nothing's ever going to do that. The only thing that can do that is Jesus Christ. He's going to fill the cracks doing that. And then, um, one more, like just having a community of order in the midst of chaos, 
Mm. You know, like That's when good, you yeah. come to church, yeah. When you come to church, like, you know, is coming, like, you know, what you're going to, you know, be around, like the environment that you're going to be in. Like, I love, I look forward to going to church mm-hmm. and I'm going to be 100 transparent here. 100% transparent. I did not like going to church when I was little. I didn't, I did not appreciate it at the time. I knew that I knew that it was important, but I didn't right. appreciate it. And I didn't yeah. like it. I love going to church. <laughs> like I'm going to see my friends. Sure. But it is, it fills you up and you can like, you're good. I love it. I love it. Yes. Okay. So get in the word. Yes, it is. It's so funny because the other day I was telling Matt, I'm like, babe, I feel like I say the same things every episode. It all ends up this way, but it's because we make it so difficult (laughs) and it really does. You have to like get in the word every episode. So well, what there there's like science about like people have to hear things like so many times yeah. before they actually do it. And mm-hmm. it's like a lot. It's like 30 something yeah. or so, like I don't or seven even up in the 70s. I don't know. Like someone told someone said that to me once and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, totally makes sense. My bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but okay. So if you're like, this is intimidating, I don't know what to do. One, come prepared because Abundant women will have resources very soon. Also go to new Testament and open up Matthew old Testament is so good. And there's so much meat there. So I'm not just a new Testament gal. What I'm saying is for, if you're not used to reading the Bible, then start a new Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, pick one. You have to make it through the chat and first chapter, like she said, which is lineage, but we broke down the lineage (laughs) for Christmas and you'll see how good it is, but just yes. I don't want to say get through it like in that way, but you know, and then keep going because it is, you get to see so much of like his miracles and like Jesus here on earth. Right. And so you get to learn about his characteristics and reading the Bible is it's pertinent for so many reasons. One, you like bank said, like it's truth. You have to fill your mind with truth to combat all the rest of the crap that we hear every single day. Right. Right. But then also you get to learn the characteristics for God. Like, yes, we want to feed ourselves, but I also want to know about the God that I'm serving. And I want to know what his characteristics are like. Yes. So I can worship him and be so incredibly grateful for him also so that I can know not in a selfish way, but like what he can do for me. So if I know that I'm in pain, I'm in the Valley, I won't know that he will walk with me through it. That's and right. he will comfort me. And he is the Prince of peace, unless I've read that. So That's if right. I haven't read that and I don't know that, then I'm just in the Valley kicking it. So like, yes. you have to know who he is and what his promises are for you. Right. Like you have to know that and you yeah. get to know that really. And we live in a world, thank God that you have everything accessible to your finger trips. So tips. So instead of like Googling, because you just never know what you're going to get, there is the Bible app. There is the dwell app. There is blue lined Bible. There are easy ways to dig in without it being intimidating. And honestly, just start. It's like a diet. (laughs) You just got to start. (laughs) Just do it. And when you mess up, just do it again. If you forget it again, start, start from where you are. Yes. Like you don't have to start from scratch. Yeah. Start from where you are and keep going. Yes. Same thing with worship. That's right. The whole idea of like, that has been sort of the theme for me these past few months is like, just tell them to love God more, like fall more in love with Jesus. How Mm -hmm. does that happen? Well, if you're dating someone, sorry, single ladies, when you date someone, if you're married, you have to get to know them, right? How do you get to know them? 
You learn there about them, who they are. Well, we have the Bible that tells us who they are. You have to like be with them. So like you get in his presence, you pray to him, you talk to him, right? Like just like you're dating or marriage, it's similarities to that, but we get access to it, which is so cool. And then the community piece, just like Meg read the scripture, it stirs us on, it spurs us on, it encourages us. Also, if I'm not super confident in the word, I could go to Georgia and be like, Hey girl, I read the scripture, but I don't really know what that means. Can we break it down together? Or can we read this as a group or whatever that looks like? Right. Like I don't have to do it by myself, but you can start if you're my introverts, you can start and do it by yourself and just dig in. You can also message us and we will do it with you. (laughs) It doesn't have to be intimidating. I always reframe things to be like, we get to, I say, get to all the time to my kids, to my, to Matt, to this podcast. Like we get to read the Bible because in other countries, you cannot read the Bible. You are persecuted. Like, you know, perspective is that we get to, when we get to know intimately who he is and in other religions or facets of Christianity, you have to like Catholics. We have to go through a priest to repent. Mm -hmm. We have to, we rely on this person to feed us information. Y'all that veil is torn. We don't have to rely on anybody for our salvation, for our nurturing, for our forgiveness and repentance. Like we can go straight to the source. And that is so cool that we have access to that. And so, so don't miss out on getting in your word and worship and community. Like Meg said, I love those tips. They are incredible. Thank you so much for sharing your story and sharing your heart. We are going to do a rapid fire and it's three questions. They're just random. I just instantly started like sweating. It's fine. (laughs) They're super easy. It's not like, what does Genesis five, six say? Um, (laughs) The first one is what is something in your life that you're super loving right now? worship. I'm sorry. Like, seriously, that is the first thing that popped into my mind when you said that. Like, seriously, I, if there is a song, if there's a song that speaks to me, I share it with like everybody I know for sure. just in that moment, because I don't know, like there might be someone that's kind of walking through what I'm walking through or having the same thoughts that I was having or something. And I just share it. Like if I don't share it, I feel like I would miss the opportunity to, to touch that person, you know, or speak to that person, speak for that person, through that person, you know, into that person. And, um, I mean, that's what he calls us to do anyway. Like, Like, don't miss your opportunity. Like yeah. He, he will go find that opportunity in someone else. Yeah. Like, you know, like that's, that is because he has a plan. Like everything has already been done. Everything is finished already. Like we all have, like our plans are finished, but it's like, if that doesn't work, if that part of your plan, like if you try to veer, mm-hmm. like it's still going to happen. It just might, might not be through you. So yeah. use that. It's like tame. he is calling you. Yeah. He is calling you to do something. So worship, man, I tell you what, like I, like I said, I ball, I will just literally, I'll hear something and I'll just start crying. I get really pumped up when I listen to some, you know, like so, those songs are good. They're so good. Cause my second question for you, I didn't know that would be your first answer, obviously, but what is your favorite worship song? Oh, like geez. right now we'll say right now. Oh gosh. Well, okay. Right now. Yeah. What a beautiful name it is, yes, but, but Agnes day. So it's, it's what a beautiful name with like the backslash Agnus Dei. And it is, I tell you what, once you get to like the last minute of that song, you are like, you are praising because it is so beautiful. Obviously the, what a beautiful name it is, is, is an amazing song. But when they tag, when they go on to that Agnus Dei, like you just let her rip because (laughs) it is 
phenomenal. So I would say that song. Yes. I think I heard Brooke Leiterwoods. I think that's whose version of that song I yeah. heard. And I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. Well, they go, um, yeah. Like, I mean, it's, you know, what, what a powerful name it is. And then they go to holy, holy, are you Lord God almighty? Like okay. that's what they go into. And it is, woo. Can you Sorry. just sing for us? No, don't be, don't ever. <laughs> that was good. She can sing. Okay. Number three. <laughs> this is so random. What are you not very good at? What am I not very good at? Saying no. <laughs> Girl, I got some episodes for that. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know. Right. Oh gosh. Yeah. I am actually getting, I'm getting much better at that. That's I love amazing. that this question stumped you more than the entire episode. <laughs> Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. Okay, Meg, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on and sharing your story and giving us practical tips that we can actually implement, whether we are rediscovering our faith or even if we want to dig deeper in our faith, like those, your tips and your words of encouragement apply either way. And so I appreciate you. Thank you very much. Where can we find you online? Um, so my Instagram handle is Meg.retrum, R-E-T-R-U-M. I will link all of these in the bottom in the show notes so y'all can get connected and say hi. All right. Thanks, Meg. Thank you. Friend, I hope you were blessed by this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Before you go, quick things. One, can you follow us on social? I would love to get social with you. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube all have the username Abundant Woman Co. Come say hi. Also, we have a free Facebook community that has women just like you building community, going after Jesus, and just making connections. Come join us there. I can't wait to meet you. And last, I would love if you could screenshot this episode and share it on your socials for a chance to be featured. Until next time.